Christian Parenting. Hey friend, I'm Summer Colbert and you are listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. Each week I host real and relatable conversations to encourage you to embrace your season, grow in your faith, parent with purpose, and live life on mission for the gospel. I'm so grateful you're joining me today. In this episode, we welcome guest speaker Andy Dooley. Andy Dooley is committed to empowering today's families as a passionate leader, pastor, fitness professional, and father of four. He has been working with young people and families for over 18 years through sports, fitness, and ministry. He's also a social media influencer with a large established fan base of parents, teens, and kids who trust his message on faith and fitness. In today's conversation, Andy and Summer dive into the importance of God being the foundation of your family and how to do exactly that. We all know the enemy is working hard on destroying the family unit, ranging from keeping us in a constant state of busyness so we don't have time for our kids, or to the kinds of content our kids see all around them with all kinds of agendas. Andy stresses the importance of building that strong foundation through consistent and fun family activities. In fact, he wrote a devotional titled Building a Family of Faith to help you not feel the weight, stress, or pressure to be perfect while making the effort to build that foundation. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, sweet friends. Thank you so much for being here on the Love Where You Are podcast. I am so looking forward to introducing you to our guest today and getting into this conversation. Welcome, Andy Dooley. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So you are the author of Building a Family of Faith, Simple and Fun Devotions to Draw You Close to Each Other and Nearer to God. And I'm so excited for this resource. I think it's going to be fantastic. But I want to start out by letting our listeners get to know you. For those who don't know you already, tell us about your family and why building a family of faith is so important to you. Yes, um, I am blessed with a family. Uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Tiffany Dooley. And I have four amazing kids, ranging from the ages of nine, seven, six, and two. We had a baby in 2020, and she completed the the whole uh, movement there. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, for us, we we just love being around each other. We think it's imperative to have a close knit family. I grew up with a close family, and you know, there's a lot of times. You go through go through issues, you go through things in life, but having a close-knit family can really help you get through it. And for mm-hmm. us, um, building a family of faith, I think, is very huge, especially in this day and age right now, because families haven't been exalted. Families haven't been um, looked upon as a staple, which it really is. It's a huge staple, and that's why we're seeing so many issues right now. Me being in different spheres of influence, being a youth pastor, being a coach, being an athlete, working in sports, being a fitness coach, I hear it from so many angles. And I just wanted to create a book and even just highlight families and make them famous. I want families to be famous in the sense of people are striving to want to build their families and 
have close families and it be something that people want in life. Yes, absolutely. And you're so right. The culture is so opposite that right now. It is tearing mm-hmm. down and emasculating men. It's trying to, you know, just mess with the roles that we've been given by God and and the intent of what family is, as you're describing for us. And I know you are a strong believer in Jesus. And so I would love for you to share with us a little bit of how you came to faith in Christ and how your family played a role in that decision for you personally. Yes, absolutely. Um, I grew up with my mom and dad being pastors. My dad was in the military. My dad was a pastor. My mom was a pastor. So yes, we are PKs. PKs. <laughs> so if, if you if you don't know what a PK is, it's a preacher's kid. And sometimes we get a bad rap because they think we're the, the bad kids, but we're not all bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> my family, my family was fun. My mom and dad made, you know, community fun, unity fun, reading the Bible fun, spending time with each other fun. We always did things together and spent time together. And so I got to see Jesus in a different way, not just some person that's sticking his finger in my face saying, you need to follow these rules. You know, it was a loving God. It's a loving Jesus, someone who actually cares about people. And it didn't matter what demographic. And so seeing that, and knowing that I, I was inquisitive, I would ask my parents questions about Jesus and heaven and hell and things like that. And I remember being in church one day, I was in fifth grade, I was sitting in the back of the uh, auditorium and I felt like God spoke to me and I got up, went down to the front, gave my life to Christ. And that's the beginning of my journey. And I won't, I'm not gonna say, from fifth grade on, I have been this great <laughs> follower of Christ. I went through my right. ebbs and flows, but that's where it started. Oh, I love that. And, you know, a lot of our listeners can share in that story and we can appreciate that, that yes, we had that childlike faith. We sense the Lord speaking to us and then we walk through life. We learn, we grow in our faith. And that's a part of that role that our family plays is helping us to grow in our faith. I'm curious, as you mentioned, just seeing Jesus through your family, what were some of those simple, practical ways that your family showed Jesus to you? Yes, I would see my dad. I remember vividly on Saturday mornings, I would come I would sleep in, get up, come downstairs, and I'll see my dad praying and reading his Bible. Yeah. My mom praying and reading her Bible. And it was something that when sometimes it's caught more than it's taught. They yes. tell us we should read our Bible. They tell us that we should pray all the time. It was not something that wasn't spoken to us, but seeing it was different. Yeah. I would see my dad go work out. That inspired me to go work out. You know, I, <laughs> I would see my dad play video games. I wanted to play him play him in video games. So being able to see it is what helped spark me into wanting to have a desire to pray more, read the Bible more, learn more. And my dad had books galore in his little office. Yes. Oh, I love that. And that's a really important point you make that you're seeing that and you want to to model that because it was a healthy way that they modeled that. They weren't ramming it down your throat. It wasn't legalistic. It was relational. And I can imagine that they invited you into those times. If you were curious, you had questions. They were like, let me show you what I'm reading. Let me talk about what the Lord is you know, teaching me through this scripture and those types of things. And we talk about that a lot on the show. And I think it's so important that we do invite our kids into that space. And we're going to get to 
that in just a moment of kind of what that particular time mm -hmm. looks like. But I want to ask you, because you have millions of followers through the social media platforms. The Lord has opened up this platform for you, which is incredible. And you are using it to share Jesus freely. So I'm curious for you, because we know that the social media outlets, you know, here and now there's a lot of censorship that's going on. They are not mm -hmm. wanting to just really allow people to freely speak the name of Jesus. So what has that been like for you as a visible man of faith on social media? What's that experience been like for you? You know, for me, I, I have the personality that I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Whatever God's calling me to do, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it mm -hmm. with confidence and do it like Jesus with love. Yeah. No judgments coming from me. I'm speaking truth. I'm going to be myself in the way I set it up. Hey, if you come to my social media, you like it, you like it. Awesome. If you don't, there's other social media platforms that you can go to. Yeah. I am not going to stop sharing how God has impacted my life, how he can impact your life and the life that you can live with Jesus in the middle of everything is amazing. I mean, the scripture I absolutely love is Colossians 3.17. And I just referenced it yesterday before our Seahawks game against the Giants. <laughs> um, it's whatever you do, whether in a word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Jesus, yeah. uh, make sure you're giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything that you do, I mean, you even touched on it in the beginning. Every gift, every talent, it don't belong to you. That's right. God's given that to you for an ultimate purpose. And if you're a parent right now, your kids are such a gift. And the role that you're playing right now, the role that we have should be honored because we have the opportunity to help shape, mold, and train these kids up the way that God wants us to. And we yeah. send them out into the world and they could continue the impact and furthering on the kingdom, or they could go out and go against it. And that has a lot to do with what we do in home and That's our cool. foundational uh, steps. So, yes, I mean, I went on a tangent there. No, no, no. Well, don't thank you. I love it because you're absolutely preach. Like we need to be reminded of the importance of building a family of faith. And I'm so grateful that the Lord has opened up this platform for you to be able to share this and reintroduce it almost into a culture that is so hostile towards family. And so that's what we're talking right. today about building a family of faith, which is the title of your new book. And so, I mean, yeah. let's just be down real practical, real simple. You took us to church for a second there, but take us back yeah. and really let's talk about why it is so important for families to spend time specifically devoted to the focus of the Lord and his word. Because we are not the savior of our kids. Right. We have these roles to help shape. At the end of the day, we need to expose them as much as we can to Jesus, the word, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, because God can come in there and wreck the place and change the lives. Like While we are spending time with our families and going through the devotionals, these scriptures play a huge part in our lives. And you, we need, we need meat. We don't need just milk. We can have milk as well. We can taste and, and sip on the simple things, but at the end of the day, Bible readings down all across the world. Why not set this generation up for success and making sure we read the Bible? Something that always plays in my mind is the thought of like, 
there will be a day where we won't be able to freely sit outside at a park and read our Bibles. Right. There are some countries that if you go out there and you're reading your Bible, they are going to come harm you. Yes. And we are, in a, we're blessed right now. We have the opportunity. We have, we have a space that we can read the Bible all the time, whenever. And I'm just hoping that this devotional is just the beginnings of igniting a fire into you to want to read the Bible on a daily basis and learn more about who Jesus is, because Jesus is the architect of who we are, our lives. I mean, God has written our book already. He's written our book already. We're just living in it. And so why not use the cheat sheet called the Bible into your life so you can know where you're heading and just be in a passenger seat so God can drive and direct you to where you're going. Yes. Amen. And amen to that. And it's so important for us to be reminded of that fact that he's sovereign over our families. He knows what they're supposed to look like. He already has the plan set for us. The course is set, but we are still given that Mm -hmm. responsibility, that very simple, yet you have to be devoted to it to put the time in, like you're saying. And I love that you have this resource for us because I feel like as parents, we create this pressure, even within, I mean, let's just say Christian families who, and our my own family included, we put this pressure on ourselves to do our vo- devotions like right. I'm doing quotations here, guys. You can't see me. <laughs> pressure to do it right and for it to look a certain way. And oftentimes we as parents can get frustrated because let's face it, our kids have short attention spans. They're mm-hmm. not spiritually mature yet in a way that we might want them to be. And so we create these unfair expectations that hinder the effectiveness of that time spent together and what family devotion really is supposed to be. So speak to that for a moment, Andy, and just encourage us. How can we release those expectations of what devotion time is supposed to look like and just really embrace that time together as a family? Yes. Look at it as a fun opportunity for your family to get together and draw closer to each other because yes, the kids, their attention spans are so short. Yeah. During the devotion time, please just be patient. Yeah. I want to highlight patience for you right now, because at the end of the day, you're exposing them to Jesus. You are exposing them to God. You're giving them an opportunity to, they may not ask the questions now, But in their little minds, they're soaking up everything right now. And personally, our family, like this morning, I took my kids to school and they are asking me about heaven as I'm getting ready to drop them off at school. And I mean, a deep conversation that I had to be like, hey, guys, we'll finish this later on. And we had just spoke about heaven like a couple weeks ago. So just give yourself patience just know that this is a and create a create a time where it's just fun make them feel like hey mom dad families we're just getting together right now to be able to spend time with each other have fun and create that inner community as a family and parents don't stress it out i've literally made it super simple a template if you've never done devotionals ever you could go into this book open it up. It's easy. There's a scripture. There's a let's think about it section. It's let's get into it section. Then there's a learning area. And then there's a talk about it. So you and your families can just talk about what you just read 
And then I have a simple prayer prayers for you. Even if you've never prayed in your life, guess what? There's a prayer in there that you can recite. And then over time, watch, your kids are going to say, hey, can I pray this time? And it's yeah. so beautiful to hear them pray their pure, beautiful prayers that just come straight from the heart. And then there's a let's act section where then you guys are doing activities or interacting with each other and it goes throughout the week and it's impactful for your family. So again, give yourself grace, parents. You're doing a good job. The fact that you even have a heart to want to spend time with them, you have a leg up on our world right now. There That's are right. mom and dads out there who are so tired of what's going on in the world. They don't even have the bandwidth to spend time with their family, but you want to do it. So give yourself grace. Thank you for listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. I am so glad this show resonates with you as a parent. As part of the Christian Parenting Podcast Network, one of our goals is to help you set aside perfection and grow into the perfectly imperfect parent that God designed you to be. If you enjoy this podcast, I have a fun new recommendation to help you do exactly that. There's a brand new show from our network called The Christian Parenting Podcast, and I am so excited for you to listen. The podcast is hosted by Steph Thurling, Executive Director of Christian Parenting, author of the book Raising Prayerful Kids, former youth pastor, and she's a mom to three kids. I encourage you to listen each week as Steph and her guests discuss practical tips and spiritual guidance for your parenting journey. You will leave encouraged, equipped, and ready to raise your kids to know and love Jesus. To start off the show, Steph is asking all of her guests one question. What is one thing you want every parent to know? You don't want to miss what everyone shares. Follow along wherever you listen to podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. As always, for more resources and encouragement for your parenting journey, head to our website, christianparenting.org. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Oh, that's such a good word, Andy, and such an important reminder for us. And you've basically, and that's what I love about this book, is there's no excuses. You can't say, well, I'm a beginner. I don't know where to start. Like you've got it laid out or, you know, I don't have the time. No, you've got it where it can be done in an evening. It can be done throughout the week. It can be something that mm -hmm. the family just kind of incorporates and, and what you're talking about and what we talk about so much on the show is just building that culture where you and your wife, mom and dad are askable parents. It can be available. You are available for conversation at any point. And I, I can echo that experience too with my kids. It, they, it never fails. It'll either be right before bedtime when I'm taking my steps backwards <laughs> in the door and I get these like deep theological questions or it's on the way to school where I only have eight to 12 minutes, you know, to address it. But the fact that they want to talk about it, the fact that that's where their minds are wandering when we're driving, you know, we're still trying to wake up and like peel our eyeballs open. That's where their minds right. go. Be encouraged by that. Absolutely. Because we're doing a good job because we're sowing seeds. We don't have to have that mm -hmm. immediate result and it is a journey for the long haul. And so as we're thinking about building a family of faith, can you give us an idea or, or what you feel are just the really strong foundational keys to building a family of faith. Give us some of those examples, Andy. Yes. A foundational key would be try to implement reading, uh, not reading, sorry, 
praying before you go to bed. Yeah. Huge foundational key. The reason I say that is because kids right now, families want to feel loved. They want yeah. to feel connection. And when you pray at night or, or pick a particular time to pray, that's a moment that you're setting up for your family to get together intentionally and pray. And it's just powerful. You're inviting God into your space. You're inviting God into your family. And you're also, this is so amazing. My wife and I love giving them opportunities to see faith carried out or faith exercised. We will pray. They have an owie on their leg. We pray for their owie. We pray for their little cuts. We pray for everything they're asking. And so what's cool is you pray for it. They see healing. That it's just you're investing in their little bank of faith. You're investing in their little faith banks. And so as they're growing, they are seeing, wow, God can really move. God can heal. God can change. We pray for our neighbors. We pray for our different family members. And now it's something that is expected with our kids. They can't go to bed. No joke. I'm sure you guys understand. They find a way to get out of bed to say goodnight to you 50 million times. Over. You <laughs> and so if if we don't, you know, meet together before bed and pray, we're in trouble. You know? Yeah. So even so much so that when I when I travel or my wife travels, we'll try to call in. And if I can't call in, my wife's gonna make sure they pray at night or vice versa. Um, Another key would be choose a time to hang out together and just have fun. We have a thing, I even talk about it in the book called Friday Family Fun Night, okay? This is the highlight of the week for the kids. They cannot wait. What we do, we, uh, we go each week, everyone gets to choose a movie. We go to the dollar store, choose candy. I mean, who doesn't like candy, right? Come on. Right? For a dollar, they think they're going to the movies. They're getting candy for a dollar. They get to choose. They're coming home excited. I mean, guys, it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have to spend a ton of money, okay? Right. They come home. We choose a movie. We sit down, and it's a devoted time for our family to spend. And they love it. They talk about it throughout the week. I cannot wait for Friday family fun night. Yes. We have popcorn. And there's there's nothing extra. All you're doing is building that closeness, bonding with each other. And there's conversations that take place. And some of the movies that my wife and I, we will be strategic because we know it's going to ignite questions. You bet. And then you have an opportunity to talk to them. Now, sometimes I'm starting to notice we have four kids and there's two of them who want to ask you questions throughout the entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, guys, do you want to know what happens now and not watch the movie or watch the movie and learn what happens? Okay. (laughs) So those are just, just the, that's just a few. I mean, there are a ton in this book, but just practical, just have fun. I mean, we go on walks together, get out in the, you know, na- get out of nature and enjoy fresh air, time with each other. And 
don't be so strategic in a sense of like, this is going to be a moment I sit down with you just to ask you questions and talk to you. Yes. You could just be driving in the car, listening to music, having fun, and then you have the most powerful conversations come out of nowhere. So be patient, still be intentional, but those are a few of the keys I would say. Oh, I think those are great. And you bring up a good point that it's not our job as parents to manufacture those moments. And I think we sometimes put pressure on ourselves to do that, where it's like, oh, I'm falling behind, or oh, I haven't talked about this particular topic, or oh, this is really, you know, happening around us. We need to just, and when you manufacture it, it can feel forced. And then your kids almost feel attacked, like, oh gosh, you know, dad's coming at me with this, or mom's coming at me with this. And so when you weave that into your moments and the rhythms of life and your day, and your kids are, building trust with you and they're more inquisitive and they feel safe to ask you questions. And that's when you can speak into, and, and really it goes back to the sovereignty of the Lord over our relationship with him and our kids relationship with him and his timing in that he's the one that ordains those moments. We don't have to manufacture them. Right. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is, is if you create this foundational moment in time at a young age Mm -hmm. or start to make sure it happens in your home, you are creating a safe space for your kids to want to come home and talk to you. Yes. When it's dealing with stuff at school or dealing with stuff with their neighbors and friends, they are going to feel safe to come to you because they know they can actually talk to you because yeah. you don't force it. You don't make it weird. Let's just be right. honest. Sometimes the church culture can make things just weird. I've seen yeah. dating weird in church, you know, and we just don't want to do that. Right. Jesus isn't weird, period, right. you know? <laughs> so, Will you make that, please? Yes, I should. I, I think I'm going to do that. Jesus isn't weird, okay? Here's your merch <laughs> idea for the day. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that, but you bring up such a good point in that, I mean, it just all goes back to it being a safe space for us to be able to talk about all the things. And we do want to lay that foundation from an early you know, age of our kids because they are increasingly more and more exposed to the things that are going on in our world, things that are attacking their innocence, things that are attacking the mm-hmm. family, these cultural movements, just all these different things. And and now I find myself, I mean, my kids are, I've got teenager, preteen and an elementary age student, and I'm having to have the same conversations in mm-hmm. different ways, but with all three of my kids, because it's, I mean, they see it, it comes across their face when they're watching the Seahawks play, you know, and you yes, can't, avoid it. yes, good grief. We just want to watch a football game, but now we got to stop and talk about this. But our kids Mm -hmm, know that it mm -hmm. is a safe topic. And what we always say to them is don't go to your friends, come to us. And we'll always point you to the word of God and what he says in all of this. And right. I mean, just to be able to build that with them. So let me say this too, or let me ask you rather, there is such an enemy in a, a very accepted, um, culture in, in the home in families. And that is busyness. Mm. We are so busy and it's like, our value is not, um, it's not accepted unless we are saying that we're so busy doing all the things. Right. And we put our kids in all the things we ourselves say yes to all the things. And, um, in a sense, you know, kind of building our own worldly kingdoms. And so then what we're talking about today, Andy falls to the wayside because we end our day and we're so exhausted. Our heads are hitting the pillow and we're, you know, we're already Uh out before it even hits the pillow and we haven't taken the time to have these conversations with our kids to pray before they go to bed, like you're talking about. And so speak to that 
busyness and how we as Christian parents can balance the things that we naturally have to take care of on any given day, but really continuing to prioritize what we're talking about today, which is building a family of faith. Yeah, that's so good. It's tough. As a parent, you're, you want to create security. You're going to work. And if you don't want to work, that's scary. But majority <laughs> of you guys listening right now, I'm sure you want to work and provide for your family. And there's those seasons where it's extremely busy, but then there's those seasons where it's not as busy. But we could get caught up because there's so many distractions all over the world right now that's pulling for our attention that Mm -hmm. still takes away from a real rest. And God wants us to have a Sabbath. I have a chapter in there called Push Pause. There are times for us to press play and go hard, but then there's also that moment we need to press pause and rest, rejuvenate and recover. Because guys, when I learned about what stress does to the body, it's so counteractive to what you want to do. If you're trying to be successful or even on a fitness area, if you want to be in better shape, if you want to drop those extra calories, those extra pounds, I mean, if you're stressed and your cortisol levels are high, yeah. those cortisol levels are the enemy to those goals that you have because you're going to yes. be super tired. You don't have the same kind of energy to put towards your work and your job and the things that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Also, cortisol levels work against you. Whatever you eat, at that point, it turns to sugar and then sugar converts into fat. And yeah. then you're you're just in a bad place. You need yeah. to recover because that's where the magic happens. And also just in that first second of intentional rest, God could do more in that second than you can do in two years. That's right. God's powerful. And I talk about it every time I see like, So there's McDonald's that's open 24-7. There's Chick-fil-A who honors that Sunday. And a lot of people will look, wow, you're you're losing out on so much money by closing down. But they're honoring God. And Chick-fil-A is still killing it. I mean, it's so blessed. Just imagine if you honor and, Mm. and appreciate that time that God mandates for you to do that will change the trajectory of your family that'll change the trajectory of your work the goals and things that you have you'll see yourself progressing a lot faster because you're honoring what god has in place for you so make sure you are trying find a way i had to learn this i had to learn this because i'm the kind of person that will you know go go 24 seven. If you just let me, if you bring all the guardrails down, I'll go hard. And next thing you know, run myself into a wall, you know? Yeah, I get and, that. Right. We just have to be able to be intentional in how we go about honoring God, our time. And if you have to block out your schedule and say, Hey, at this point in time at 7 p.m. on Friday and on through whatever, I'm not doing any work. I'm not checking emails. I'm not doing whatever it is that will keep you from being
being restful, make yeah. sure you do it. It's a game changer. Yes. Oh, I think that's so good. And you bring up a good point. I mean, if you think about the Lord, I mean, he models that early on in yeah. Genesis one, you know, he created mm -hmm. and he still gave us that day of rest as a mom, not because he needed it, but because he wanted to model that for us. And then you go into Exodus where he says, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. So right there, we got the yes. very beginning of the Bible. He's laying the foundations for that. And so it's just such a good reminder for us. And then how we model those healthy rhythms for our kids as well. And that is a huge part of building a family of faith. And I so appreciate that, that encouragement. I, as we're closing out our conversation, I want to give you the opportunity. You know, we've talked about how the family is just under tremendous attack in our culture, in our yeah. world. The enemy does not want to see families succeed. We see the the trauma, the hurt um, when a family breaks down. And so we obviously want to avoid that as all cost, at all cost as Christian parents. And so I just want to give you the opportunity to, to give us some closing words um, to really encourage Christian parents today to stay strong and steadfast in building a family of faith. What would you leave us with, Andy? You're feeling that tugging that change. It's like, I need to make some changes. Yeah. Your obedience alone is the perfect step into the right direction. Yeah. And I just want to tell you right now, take one day at a time, take one moment at a time, get 1% better every single day. Because imagine 30 days of that mentality, 30 days of those type of steps. You look back, you're 30% better than where you were. That's good. Get consistent. Get consistent. Fall in love with consistency. And while you're being consistent, find the things that need to be consistent in. For example, prioritize your time with your family. Prioritize your time with God. And be patient. You are doing well. Give yourself grace. I said it earlier, but sometimes you don't hear it. Moms. When you feel like you're not doing enough, give yourself grace. You're doing a great job. If you want to sit down and rest for a little bit, rest. Take that time and don't feel guilty about it yeah. because it's, it's, it's tough doing what we do. People take it for granted when we're our parents, when we are parents and we are stewarding a household. But I do believe that if you're intentional about making sure God's the center of your family, that's going to be the building blocks of building a family of faith. And yeah. I have all the faith that you're going to be able to do this well. There's going to be powerful transformational stories that are going to come out of this book. And I'm excited to hear about them. Trust God and let him help you build a family of faith. Oh, that's a great word, Andy. I, I'm so grateful for this conversation and just the encouragement that you have brought. I want to make sure that our listeners can connect with you. They can follow you, continue to be blessed by the way that you are sharing your faith so openly on social media, and then get a copy of Building a Family of Faith. How can they do that? Awesome. Yes. You could go to my Instagram, which is Andy L. Dooley, D-O-O-L-E-Y. My TikTok is Andy L. Dooley, D-O-O-L-E-Y. My website is www.andyldooley. I keep it very simple for you guys. You can find me at any of those places. You can order the book from Amazon, um, Barnes and Nobles, any book outlet that's out there, Target, Walmart. And you also can go to buildingfamilyfaith.com 
and directly order it. And from that point on, you can purchase my book, see what I'm doing. I have so much coming in the future. And then, oh yes, also my YouTube channel, which is Andy Dooley, Faith, Family, Fitness. I love it. Uh, listeners, I'm going to make sure that I have all of those links in today's show notes. So be sure and check those out at the end of this interview. Get a copy of this book. I know it is going to be a blessing to you. Andy, thank you so much for all that you are doing. Thank you for your time today and this great conversation. It has been an honor. It's truly been an honor. I've been blessed by this podcast, this conversation. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. I'm so grateful you joined in our conversation today. If you've been blessed by this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or share this with a friend. Don't forget to head over to today's show notes where you will find all of the links to connect with today's guest, along with scripture references, resources mentioned, and some of my favorite takeaways. And hey, I'd love to connect with you. Check out the links to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Plus, Join the Ahava community, a Facebook group where we can dive deeper into today's conversation together. Until next time, go love where you are and live life on mission for Jesus today.